some pretty wonderful guests on the show recently, but I have to say that this guest is one of Tracy's favorites. She is his number one fan. His name is growing larger and larger in St. Pete as one of the most popular musicians. He performs at places all around Florida, but you may have seen him in St. Pete at Ringside Cafe, Three Daughters, and Jimmy B's. We are so excited to talk to T.L. Jenkins. You know, in fact, all of our um, interviews that we've done, none of them have started with the topic of what that person does. Yeah. It's all been something complete. In fact, we interviewed one of the guys that's going to be running for, that is running for mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he owns Mary Margaret's and um, The Galley. Yeah. Uh, super nice guy. He started his podcast by talking about you. Really? Yeah. What do you he's say? Like, that's, um, uh, he's like, uh, Pete, 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 yeah, uh, Pete uh, Pete for St. Pete. Pete Boland. Pete Boland. Boland. There we go. No, we got that. We got it. We got there. Pete Boland. So Pete Um, Boland. No, yeah. Yeah, he's like. I I saw him. I I met him at a show. Man, yeah, it was. I'd say a couple of months ago or something, and he was a really, really nice guy. Yeah. And then people started talking. Like, oh, that guy is apparently he owns some places, and then he's running for mayor. And I went, I just. I didn't know who he yeah. was. I'm like, he's a very nice Super guy. Super cool after guy. So we were like, because we weren't sure, because yeah. like, we wanted to interview someone that was running for mayor, mm-hmm. and you were looking, and we just talked about this. We didn't want to interview like a career politician. Yeah. We wanted to find somebody, and that's who you found. So yeah, I'm- so I found him. So when he came in, we sat down, and we just were just chatting about like random stuff. We weren't. I don't even think we were... Planning kind of, on recording. It was like this. We're and just, it was just like this. Start. We just we're sat like, down no, we need to get this recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it started with hats. And yeah, it just started with something random. No, but and then so uh, we're nice. talking about ringside. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, ringside. He goes, oh, which is brings me to another story. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah. He said, I said, oh, yeah, we, there's this drummer we like there. He's like, oh, T.L. Jenkins. Oh, I love him. Oh, I saw him here. And then I saw him there. And then he's like, I, and, um, I was like, oh, I wanted him to come play for my birthday. Oh, he went to a wedding. That's what it was. Yeah. He went to yes, a wedding, and you were yes. playing at a wedding. That's what it was. You're right. And yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. Second, I took a second to remember That's that. how it all got around there. Anyway, yeah. So my birthday is coming up, August the 7th. Oh, awesome. And um, I was, I've got a bunch of friends that are going to be getting on the Star Trolley, which I rented the Star Trolley <laughs> to cool. take me and 30 people, uh-huh. um, 30 of my friends all around town. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, wouldn't that be amazing if he was playing at ringside or somewhere in like the area here, August the 7th, but you're not. Uh, where am I at? That you area? are <laughs> at, you're up at Caliente. <laughs> hey. I mean, if you got, that would be quite the drive and maybe quite the experience. I don't know how open your friends are. <laughs> Have you what? been there? Have you played there before? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because there are a ton. Yeah. I know. All I look, the time. I and everyone's look. just naked. <laughs> well, it's, are it's, they it's, naked when you're playing? Absolutely. Well, but it's 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 much more of a different experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry, well, like, I have to ask it's, these questions. No, it's it's a it's a great question, and I'm kind of glad that I've actually been kind of not ambassador, but I've been just been a, a new breath of fresh air for them because the people that they generally had playing there, which they've got some much better bands coming in now, but they always had this clientele that was much, you know, it's older naked yeah. people mm-hmm. that's it and that's fine that's what they do but they really wanted to start changing things up and so when they heard about me they even thought i remember the the person who books for them uh knew about me and then a, and then a guy who i know who recommended me goes you need to book this guy and she goes nah he wouldn't work here and then my friend who's a big supporter of what i do who plays in another band locally goes no trust me you want this guy. He he would be perfect for you, and he would really help. So she came out and saw me play uh, at another place locally in – it was in the Tampa area called – it was like a, an Irish pub. 
up in like the Carrollwood area. I can't remember the name of it right now. But we were playing up there, and she came out to the show, watched it, and instantly got it because you guys have seen the show. Oh yeah, a million and- times. I love it. <laughs> I just I'm gonna tell you what I, I think, think she's close to your biggest. I fan. should be like your booker. Not that you don't. <laughs> not that you people aren't good bookers. But I'm just gonna tell you. Do you know how many people I have brought to your show? <laughs> Me. I swear, I swear to God, I appreciate every that. time somebody comes to town, mm-hmm. I bring them. I remember I brought my mom. I'm like, my mom's going to love this. <laughs> and um, we were having such a good time. My mom was jumping around singing. She was like, she, I've never seen her. My mom's 74. And she was just going crazy, jumping around singing. And it was so late. We were, he'd been out all day. And Jonathan's like, honey, I'm so tired. Can we go home? And I said to my mom, I'm like, hey, mom, Jonathan wants to go home. She's like, no, no, I don't want to go. I'm having so much fun. That's, and I'm like, I love hearing that so much because, okay, so wait, how old are you? I'm 26. So you're 26. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm 51. Okay, I don't fi- mind. 51. You said your mom is 70. 74. See, when I oh, created sorry. the show, that was one of my first, you know, things about creating the show is like, I don't want to pigeonhole anything or any person or I want to make sure that I'm, I'm appealing to just a wide range of people. Not because I wanted to make this so generic that it, it did appeal to everybody, but I just knew that I like such a, uh, an eclectic you know, style of music where I like everything out there. I'm like, I can find these things that resonate with me that I know will resonate with people. And as long as I know I'm doing them to the best of my abilities and and I tr- and I'm not faking it. Like they, right. I, they, yeah. they go, he really loves this song. He he he's giving it. I think all. that about every song. Well, yeah, that, and that's what yeah. I wanted. And that, but that's the thing. Whereas like somebody who's in their 20s who hears a song from the 80s or 70s is like, oh, this is cool. But then saying like your mom who's in her 70s yes. was enjoying the show. I hit a, a, a five decade demographic yes. with one show. Yes. And and I remember when I first started the show, everybody said that wasn't possible. They go, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. Let alone me as but just by myself as a drummer. So, so it's good. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I, I, I was like, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely do that. But hearing about that, that means the world to me because Aww. it's like so nice because I remember my, my dad was telling me about how he goes, he goes, I, he goes, we were, I was sitting there with, with my, my grandmother as well, his mom, and he goes, I've never listened to Eminem. He goes, I, I listen to him now. Yeah. I do, I 100%. You give my, him a chance. Yeah, exactly. And my grandma said the exact same thing. She's like, I would have never gave him a chance. She goes, but then I saw you do the song Stan. She goes, you yeah. you looked like you were doing something that was different, but you really cared. It, it, and it, like, it brings tears to my eyes because it's like, because yeah. those songs mean that much to me. Yeah. And then, so they finally went, I thought I had this guy figured out, Eminem. Yeah. And they went, I'm going to listen to him. And now they listen and go, that guy's good. And I go, yes. yeah, you, you kind of judged it, but it took, look, I'm not taking anything away from Marshall Mathers. He, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. But the fact is, is I like the fact that I turned somebody else onto it who would never even remotely went to that realm because of just what I could put into it, you know, yeah. as far as the show. But, you know, but even speaking of the show, like the, uh, that lady came out to that show and she watched it, and I remember she came up to me after the show and goes, we would love to book you. And I said, all right, cool. Talk talk to my people. We'll make it happen. We'll do it. And she goes, but uh, but you can't play hip-hop. She goes, our people won't like that. And I went, uh, I went awesome. Well, thank you so much for the offer, yep. but... Not the show for you. This is not this is this is it. I don't I don't change what I do up there right, right. for people. Like this is what I love. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. You know, yeah. You. Right. Like, you're I not you're that. not an order taker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I work not really a hard. 
to right. make this this is special to me. Like, to make this this. this. Yeah, this, this is, is mine. I, authentic. And that's why yeah. when a lot of people like they go play this song, I'm like, well, I don't like it. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to play it. I'm not a yeah. DJ. It, <laughs> kind of yeah, in a yeah. weird way, but like I mean, there's a lot more work than goes on just playing the song. I got to yes. learn it. I got to learn yes. how to play. I got to produce it. I got to create it. Make the lights. Make the video. Do everything. So there's a, so if I'm going to put that much work into it, I got to really love it. So I kind of turned her down, and then she came back just a few days later and goes, "All right, well, we're really." She goes, "We're actually getting." requests for you specifically here i'm like yeah she goes all right we'll do it but can you she goes just for the first show don't play hip-hop just for the she was just for the first one for me and i was like oh, not cool with that and I, and I and i basically told her i go i'm gonna say yes but i'm going to do it and, and she, <laughs> like she's like what do you mean i'm like I, i'm not gonna i'm, I'm gonna be in that moment yeah. and there's gonna be a moment during the show where i'm gonna look out and i'm gonna know what was the right song to play yeah i i do that at every show i look around and i see what my demographic is what it is or what they're feeling what their vibe is and i really cater to that and i remember that it happened it was during the first show we were it was towards the end it was probably you know two hours in the show and i just looked and i went man these people and we'll, we'll get to the idea why, why they're naked here in a second but <laughs> Like these people are having a very sexy fun time. They're open to yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. they're they're here to have a good time. They're here to party. I went right into just some old school, very, very, very white bread hip hop. I'm talking like <laughs> Vanilla Ice, yes. Fresh oh, okay. Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, and that they, you hear at every wedding. Exactly, yeah. and they lit up. It was yeah. the biggest. It was the big biggest songs of the night, and I'm like. Do you see how wrong you were about your audience? And that's the same way with like people treating with like my grandma never thought about Eminem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you were so wrong about the people you thought you knew so well, but it just took. I didn't get up there and like force feed them. Right. I was I, I I catered to them. I really yeah. care about what people want to like, hear and how I also perform. It's a big part, you know. It's not just like get up there and this is it. This is gonna be fine. So right. so it became this cool thing. Uh, that, that they finally started to trust me and go, all right, this is great. You're doing good. You do whatever you want. So now on to your question <laughs> about, yes, are they naked? So if you go to Caliente during the day, during the week or even on the weekends, and, and it's a nice Florida summer day or whatever day, sun's out, most people are sitting out by the pool. And yes, 99% of them will be that makes sense butt, by the butt pool, naked. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Sit down in the sun, and there's usually like a nice, cool little like band playing, you know, good, nice, beachy music right there. And there's people in the pool. There's people, you know, some people are even sometimes playing like tennis or something like that. And yes, it's so completely naked. it's like a naked. very casual, it's not like, it's like, I feel like when people hear the fact that it's like, you know, a they, naked there's a lot of thing, things, yeah. you think... These are a bunch of hippies that are crazy. Like, no, yeah. it's just a very casual thing. No, it's actually a yeah. very, very high-end clientele as well, too. Yeah. Like oh, a lot that's of people, funny. yeah, a lot of people they look at the flyers and they go, It's a hundred dollars a person to get in. I go, Well, if you're not a member, yeah, because they want to make sure that these they people They want quality people there. They really do want quality people, but these people who are there are there for a reason. They're not there to be they They're they have serious. made that decision to do <laughs> yeah. that. And they want to feel safe. They want to feel, yes. hey, I came here to do this. I would too. Yeah. If like exactly. I made that decision, I'd be like, 100%. okay, I want to be around people that like aren't weird, that yeah. are serious yes, about exactly. this and just ca like be, co yeah. be cool. <laughs> very, very, very much so. So yeah, during the day, it's just that. But I don't play during the day. I play at night. They have a whole entire dance club inside. Wow. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful setup. It really has got this big dome. It's really nice. Do they and book you a lot? Yeah. So well, here, I'll, um, uh, sorry, I, I get kind of sidetracked, so I'll try to, Stay no, there okay. for a we second. do too. Don't we worry. Do too. It's okay. We're all but over the place. I, I promise I'll get back. To oh, yeah, yeah, get back to it. Yeah. So, uh, so I play inside, but then at night, 
there's a shift. Once the sun goes down, next thing you know, they had like these themed parties and like all these things okay. where people then show up at the club at night and it's guys wearing nice shirts, you know, nice button ups. Oh. They look real nice. Women are wearing, I would say, very attractive, sexy cool. outfits. Like club outfits. But honestly, nothing crazier really than you'd really see, see going out. Central Avenue. Going out. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. They look like that. Maybe a little bit more, a little bit more, but nothing too crazy. Yeah. As the night progresses, yes. Clothing definitely starts right. to come off. And I would say by the end of the night in the club, 10% of men are naked. It's, it's, it's very yeah. much the minority, maybe 5%. Yeah. And females, I would say 50% are, no, 40% are naked and the, the like 20% are like scantily clad. Maybe take right. their top off. Yeah. Maybe just wearing something very sexy that's see-through yeah. at that point. Yeah. But that's, that's, about it as far as the entertainment side. I mean, you, know? you go to a rave. Like, I go to Sunset She goes year. to Yeah, these, they, they're wearing uh, yeah. pasties. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That's her. <laughs> exactly. I, I get that. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> she sends me this picture of her. <laughs> She's getting ready to go to this. Uh, mm-hmm. How was that? Sunset Music Festival. Yeah, Sunset yeah. Music Festival, yeah. right? She's like, look at my outfit. She takes a picture of herself, sends it to me. She's wearing jean shorts. Was you wearing jean shorts? Oh, no, no. What was what bottoms were you wearing? <laughs> like, like no bathing pants. suit. It was like a mesh bodysuit with like bathing suit bottoms underneath. So like this area is covered, yeah. but it's like a mesh bodysuit and then like pasties. And all she has is pasties on with like this sheer thing. I'm like, yeah. are you crazy? Right on Dale Mabry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what everyone's wearing over there. Exactly. And that's the point where people think about Caliente being this wild experience. Now, there are some certain things that happen. There are people who live there on, on the property and there is like a whole other side to that. But that's not the entertainment side. That's not what right. I'm doing. This is people at a club. It's, right. it's, it's just a club. And now that I think about it, Sunset actually puts on their website like clothing optional. <laughs> because of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> She tells, hey. she tells me about this, and I'm like, Kelsey, you look awesome. In my head, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Are you crazy? You're going to my mom, and you're like, the fuck? <laughs> Here's the funny thing. So um, I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, and mm-hmm. my hairdresser, mm-hmm. who's mid-30s, has a five-year-old child at home. Okay. She's <laughs> at this damn festival, half-dressed. I'm like, what is going on with you women? It's, it's honestly... I don't know. I think it's It's neat. rave clothing. No, it's an actual I style. No, I believe it. There it's are companies neat. out there that strictly only make rave clothing. It's true. When I was her I'm age... I'm a huge buyer. I had no problem She's like, doing I know. I support that. it. Are Something you? happened to me somewhere in my life that I just said no. <laughs> I think they're really big now. It's like, you can go to any... I mean, they're here. We'll get back to you. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. The, I feel like they're a lot bigger now than they were like you know, 20, 30 years ago. Like that's, I mean, they're on every state, every city's throwing a small one, if anything, like, yeah. you know, like even in my small little town in Michigan, they were throwing a small one like that I went to. Wasn't nearly as good as the ones down here, but. <laughs> that was one of the first shows, actually, one of the first shows I did was I did a thing called Earth Dance, which is out in the middle of Florida. I don't even remember the city it was in, uh, <laughs> like Ona or something like in the middle of the state, nothing in this big field. And they, it was, it was a, it was a big EDM festival and it was one of the first, I think it might've been like the fourth show I ever did. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Were yeah, you like, doing kind of what you do now? I did. Were you doing more electric? I was doing I, that. I specifically made that set pretty much electronic music, but I really, really made it where it was like really edgy. Like where I did, yeah. a, I did a remix of like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I did like this remix of a song from like the movie Pulp Fiction. I did oh, this. I love yeah. that. 
that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, great movie. I'm, I'm a big I love Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. I, I, I just I, listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh-huh. Did you listen to that yet? No, I haven't had it a chance to It was amazing. Yet. It was just on a, last week, I think mm. it aired. It was really fantastic he to listen phenomenal. to him. I've got like, Extremely like the, talented. the Blu-ray box that I like all of his movies. I love the music in his movies. If you had to pick your favorite Tarantino flick, what would it be? <clears throat> well, actually, you know what? One of them that is my absolute favorite, and most people haven't seen it, is True Romance. True Romance. Okay, so you're going to go with him on the production side. Well, he wrote it, and yeah. he sold it yeah, to... He didn't uh, direct that movie, but he, but he's he, like, produced, yeah, yeah, he produced it, it and he wrote, wrote it. He yeah. wrote it, and he actually uh, sold it. I learned this on that podcast. Yeah. He sold it to whoever, I can't remember the guy's name, so he could fund Reservoir Dogs. Yep. That's, that's why that's, he did that. I dig that so much. Which and is, I shows you how early, which shows you how yes. long he worked on that. Yes. Right? Like, like how, gee, yeah. that was like 90, what was that, four? Something like that. <laughs> I just think like that movie's so brilliant, and I do. Of course, I love Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and um, I, I love all the movies he's involved in. I think he's really great and he's creative, and I love the fact that he um, he was saying, you know, all the Harvey Weinstein and. All the people that he dealt with would always say to him, hey, cut that scene out. Like that scene where they cut the guy's ear in Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. they're trying to get him to get rid of that scene. That's they're like, the, that's no. That's the best no, part of the movie. That's what makes that movie yeah, so awesome. That's the pivotal yeah. scene. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't care. I would rather have 100 people love my movie that I love than 10,000 people love that movie without that scene. That's so, like you. He's like, exactly how he same feels. thing. We turn it all around. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Full circle. And, and he wouldn't be him if he played to what people were trying to box him into doing, Absolutely. which is just like you as another artist understand that. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm a worthy of being compared to anything that Quentin Tarantino's ever done, but I do appreciate that. No, you are inc- you are because you're incredibly unique. Yes. I've never seen your show. Anybody that we bring to your show has never seen your show. Mm-hmm. I have so many people that I've told about told about you and told them about you and I've brought to the show that all say the same thing. They've never seen anything like it. They dance and sing and jump around (laughs) the entire time, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to watch you. You have the most energy I've ever seen in another human being. And we actually saw you, remember when it was... It was really empty and ringside. It was still because like right it was before. Still, it was in the middle of COVID. Was that when they? Right there was a, bat, a sound issue. Was that February. Oh, that was the Remember week. that? Yes, I was going to ask you about that. Because and you were like sense. getting really like stressed. They wouldn't let you do something with the volume. Mm-hmm. It was. Remember that? That Which was. was insane. I. I mean, I've had some bad shows. I've been, play, I've been playing music for a long time and you know, going way back, but. That was the show. That was one of the few ones that, at least in the, in, we'll call it this era of music yeah. that I've been playing in, where it was bad because COVID was at the height of everything. Yes, so, it so, was at the height. Yeah, so at this point, we haven't played a show for like six months. So right. n- n- myself, my whole team, mm-hmm. nobody's got no, no income whatsoever. Right. We're just trying to figure out how to live day by day. We finally figure out a way to make this show work. We get there. And it's so hard to put the blame on the venue because they were just given the restrictions that the city was giving. Correct. And they're getting ticketed and cited and all yeah. this stuff. And even there were there were police officers telling me that I'm inciting a riot. Oh and I'm my like, god. Okay, I'm like, okay, I don't know how to keep these people in their seats, and I'm gonna try right. to. I'll do my best, but I think if they don't listen to me, it's right. I'm not. 
I'm not the I'm not Judge Judy. I remember being at that oh. show. We were required to stay. Correct. You had they to kept stand. telling us to stay. You couldn't even get down. up. Yeah. You couldn't so even I, stand. So I couldn't. Then I was still dancing in my chair though. We both were. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 so it was. That's already demeaning enough. I'm already trying to put on a show and just. You know, it, it almost feels like I'm not doing my job. With a crowd that can't even give their 100%, exactly. and you can't give their I, 100 Exactly. So yeah. I already felt weird. Then they were basically saying, you have to keep the volume down, because if we keep the volume down, it'll give them less to get up. I'm like, okay, so That's now, so so now they're not going to get what they want, and I'm not going to get what I want, but I'm not even going to get the sound I want. Like, right. I'm not, like, I can't, at least maybe if I can just bang as hard as I can, I'll be able to get something out of this. Right. Now it's not happening. What I couldn't understand was that, like, Okay, the sounds loud. The sounds already loud. I don't understand why. I like it really loud. I guess. <laughs> I just don't. No, I don't it understand was the what, music not on was you. loud. I couldn't understand why. What the difference was? Like, why can't they just give you what you want? The sounds already loud. What's that's gonna entice people? Like, what yeah. is that? So it was a lot of things were happening, and then on it top would of incite that, incite a, a riot. A riot. I was. I was. Told, I was one hundred percent told that by oh a God. police officer. I called yeah. a friend of mine who, who who's in the uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. I went, is he allowed to do that? He goes, who told you that? I'm like, I wish I would have got it. That's an opinion, 100%. Yeah, I think it was just, but also, again, they were under a lot of stress trying to figure out how to keep people under. And Mitch was pissed because I had talked to Mitch about it. Yeah, Mitch is like, yeah, he's like, they're always threatening to fine us. Why are we always getting fined? They did. They got fined more than anybody else. It was crazy. That's what he said. He was upset about that. Yeah, but again, I don't want to put blame on anything during that time because. Everything was nuts at this point. You Every, know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. And like, nobody knew anything. No, even the, even those police officers like, we yeah. don't know what to do. Right, you know? right. I mean, I mean, they're doing their best, but they're like... You don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> exactly. It was terrible. And so then, that's all happening, which is already... Th- those are like emotional and things a part of the show that were bad. But then on top of that, we actually started having issues with... The, at the time, we didn't know what they were. Music was starting to skip... The video was starting to skip. Lights were glitching, and so literally at that moment, I go, everything is crumbling. I can't even gi- I can't even give the show that I want. Let alone now, everything's happening, and I, yeah, it was a bad moment. Oh, I'm, like, okay. I'm like, we have to, we have to. Well, that this was out. my first show, and I still loved it. So, this, so I even no, I loved it. I really did. I swear to you, I I remember walking away from that show. I was so defeated. And I went, somebody was here for the first time tonight, and they're gonna think that's the best I've got, and that killed. I'll come again. No, no, that no, again. destroyed I'll come again. me. No, no, because she had me. I did. And you're going, her, this isn't how it normally is. And I'm like, you did. You were like, this is not how I was like, this is not him. Like, way better though. Yeah. Way better though. I appreciate but that. It I was also drinking, was... so that helps semi thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, pre- I got pretty drunk there. So I think funny. we both got pretty drunk. Which was even hard because they were short staffed and they, they had to have people coming to the table. And so at that point, oh man, it was, that was, oh, that was that a nightmare. Was... That was probably a. A top five or maybe even top three were show. You may like, not remember, but we ever. moved to the front table. There were people in the front, and then yeah. they left, and we're like, "Oh, we're taking this table." We sat like right in front. Uh, see, actually, <laughs> I always tell people this: those are the worst. People go, "I was right up front." Those are actually the worst spots, probably for me, because you can't see us. I can't see. Uh, oh. The lights are right there. They're yeah. literally almost a perfect eye line between because I'm sitting. Yeah. Unlike somebody who's like standing and like can look we're in down. The dark. Oh, yeah, we're exactly. In the dark. You are just a, a white a light, and you're a silhouette. Of the audience. And then that's why I tell. I go, if you're like. Kind of towards the middle or the back, I can kind of see you there a yeah. little bit better because then my eyes start to like you know dilate. I can see over the yeah. light, but once I look down that the light because the lights have to be down because of how we built the show, it, that's just where they are. So yeah, they're right in my eye line. So I always tell people, I'm sorry if I didn't see you there. I, I apologize. We're it's always there. But see, what was so funny <laughs> is you had come out to do um, like just a test, a sound. Oh yeah, check. we were there. For you the were doing test. that. So yeah. we started clapping and cheering your sound check, and you're like. 
I love it when people start uh, laughing at my subjects. You know, that's... You're like keep going. <laughs> well, like, like when, when my when my sound guy first came on board on the team, I remember, uh, and he was even very new to the show, and he was like, uh, "We did a we did a sound check, and people started cheering, and he came up to me and goes, is that did that just happen? He goes, you just got a standing a standing ovation for sound check. <laughs> I go, I know, like." Let me just let me put this out there. This is going to be different than any other show you've seen before. It's going to be weird. And so then he started using that as a selling point whenever we would like book gigs. Like this guy's getting more applause during the sound check than the other bands are getting at the height of their show. And, and I mean that's kind of, I guess it's kind of gloating a little bit. Well, let me ask you this though: why don't, why don't you guys sell tickets? Okay, that's what my is the decision. deal with that. That's okay. kind of been my decision because I'm happy because I keep going every single show, and that's why I like it. Is is you know. We live in an, in, in an era now where, I mean, people expect things to be given to them. It's true. Think about this. 15 years ago, if you wanted music, you had to go to the CD store, buy the CD, buy the tape, buy the record, whatever it was, and that's how you consumed your music, and you had that, and that's it. Now it's in your pocket. Now it's in your pocket. It's instantly ready to go. It's if with you You always. can get anything you want right now, right there, any video, anything. So when I started looking at like tickets and stuff and going, I want everybody to have access to this I, I want everybody i don't want there to be a paywall between me and my audience right you know because i know what it feels like to be broke as hell and not have money to go to a show and concerts right now are just like it's like anything you go to it's so expensive it is it really is it's either like you which is awesome it's free or it's just like over a hundred dollars every time like, yeah 100 <laughs> like, yeah yeah so at that point i started saying you know to my team i go I think what we're going to do is we're just going to focus on if we can get some some type of reimbursement up front and let you know what let's make these venues money and I was one of the few people at the time who was saying that especially right before covid and as covid hit these venues are starting to drop like flies yeah. and I'm like I don't even want your money I I, I, I want like you cops. yeah I'm like I want <laughs> you guys to make this because at the end of the day if these venues really like what I'm doing and they're successful, yeah. it's a win-win. I don't need to be like, I need to be pocketing all this. I, I, I'm spreading the thing that I get to do. I'm lucky that I get to make a living doing it as well. That is just the greatest thing that ever happened to me. But the fact that I can do it, spread it, and then make it just accessible to everybody, that's all I want to do. You know, Now, if we're doing some crazy private thing or some special show or something like that or a, a special event, yeah. But the majority of the time, I want to make it accessible where somebody can just go, I know if I can walk in, I can get to CTL and have a great time, and it's going to be awesome. I you love know? it. So, I, it, But then it's funny because then as all things in the world, once you give somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile. And at that point, they're like, why don't you play this song? I'm like, you didn't you, – this was free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, okay, now you're asking too much. But, but again, but you know what? Luckily me trying to constantly evolve and constantly – change the show up and make it bigger and adding new music and such. Now, luckily, I don't get that too much. I think yeah. that's great that, like, yeah, you stick with what you think, you know, you're not afraid of change. Like, yeah, yeah I don't have people taking requests and everything because that's just annoying. But, like, I like that you listen to trends and things like that because I feel like that's important to stay, like, relevant. It's so hard. So are the venues paying you directly? Yeah, usually. They do. Yeah, okay, usually so it's like we agree upon a fee. Like, this is okay, how much so it is. Okay, so they book you and you pay – They. They just pay, they pay and then they you 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 can take your bar and whatever else money right. after that. That's great. That's good because I knew how much I need to to continue working yeah. to survive to make sure this works. And 
I don't know. I've never been a stingy person. I just want to, I just want to be, ha- I don't need to be making more than I need. I just need right. to make sure that I'm sustained and things are going well. How so. many people are on your team? Cause I feel like since I first saw you, which was a couple years ago, I think mm-hmm. it was when I first moved to St. Pete, mm-hmm. I feel like your uh, team has grown considerably to the show I was at last week or a week and a half ago, whenever it was that you were here last at ringside. Yeah. Um, I felt like there was like a, a whole troop of people. Yeah. Like it's really grown quite a bit. In fact, I talked to Mitch one day. He told me that um, your show is the biggest draw he has. <laughs> I like hearing that. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, it's definitely it, – when it first started, when the show first started, it was literally just me in my garage creating it, and it was me by myself. The first show I did, I pretty much set it all up by myself, and it was – it was horrible. It, I, it, <laughs> it, I, I had to get to the, the I had to get to the venue the day before the show, mm-hmm. and it took me like like nine or ten hours to set it up, and I was still late. Like I still didn't make the time to start. Oh no! But it, it luckily it was like on a Tuesday night. It was at this okay. random place. It, I knew the manager. I was like, I need a place to Got try it. this. Yeah. It was terrible. So at that point, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to start. I need somebody to help. I need at least somebody to run sound. At least that. So I had uh, a list of like guys. That I was like, all right, I want to try to I want to try to get these guys to help run sound for me. I'm like, if anything, I mean, if they want to help me set up, that's great. I need that help, but I can't ask again. I'm, it's it's already hard enough to get somebody to run sound. Right. So I reached out to uh, I had like four guys that I had in mind, and the first guy who was like my go-to kind of guy, I knew I wasn't gonna get him. Uh, I knew I already knew he was booked, but the only reason I asked him because I just was personal with him. He was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it. No big deal. Second guy, I'm like, all right, I know this guy decently. I can get him. It should be good. And he was, he said to me, he was very weird at first on the phone, and then he called me back a couple hours later and just goes, I was basically saying, I'll pay for everything. I'll do this. I'll pay you way more than you than you get paid anywhere else. I need help. I need to do this. And I was already at a big net loss creating the show. I just knew I knew what I had to do to continue. Yeah. And uh, he called me back a few hours later and goes. I'll never forget these words, man. He he just goes, look, I'm really thank you so much for offering this. But he goes, but it's not that the fact that I'm saying no; it's the fact that that's not going to work. And I went, I I I, 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 I didn't even say anything. I was like, huh? And he goes, that's not possible. Like you're just going to do the show by yourself on a drum set. You're 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 not going. Nobody's going to book you. That's not going to work. And I was like, okay, all right. I respect that. That's what your opinion is. Awesome. And then I moved on. I basically got the same answer from the third guy. Wow. They, they're all just like, this is not going to work. They, they all were like, look, that's a crazy idea. Why do idea. they care? Uh, look, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe luckily those two guys I kind of knew decently enough to where I felt they were comfortable enough to share their opinion with me. But then the fourth guy, uh, he didn't turn me down as harsh. He was like, I would love to. I'm having back issues recently. Um, but that, this, at that point, I'm like, all right, well, that was my four. I don't have anybody. All right, time to figure out what I have to do. And then he, that luckily that last guy goes, I can't do it. I've been having back issues, but I got a guy who I think would be perfect for this. And I went, well, if he, as long as he doesn't think that this is a complete failure of, of my time or a waste of my time, he'll do. You know, it'll be great. I guess you do want people that like believe in you at least a little bit. At least a little bit. And he, he, actually, at that point, I didn't care. I was just like, hey, like, I need yeah, some, I need <laughs> somebody, hands. somebody please run the sound because yeah. I couldn't do both. And I was already creating all the stuff on stage, let alone trying to figure out what people are hearing out there. I wanted to be able to have somebody who I trusted out there. So lo and behold, uh, he goes, I got this guy. Uh, he'll be at your gig. Uh, his name is Mike, and he'll be there. And- there he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, in the, he's in the room right now. And and so he shows up, 
And I was like, look, this is nuts. I know it's going to be weird. And at this first show, I didn't have anything. I just had drums and music. The lights and everything, I had already bought. I had bought everything, but I wasn't done built. It took so long. I had never programmed a light, a video. How did you come up with that concept, with the videos and the... A dream. Duetting. A dream? A dream. You had a dream? It came to me a dream. I know exactly the day it was. It's funny. I wish I, I need to look this date up. But do you remember a couple of years? It was like four years ago. Uh, there was that day where there was a solar eclipse where everybody had those little glasses. Yes, yes, like, yes, and yes. You could look right at the sun so yes. it didn't hurt your eyes. Yeah. It was the night before the solar eclipse. So technically, like the day of the solar eclipse, I woke up, I had this dream where I saw everything. I saw the, sh- I mean, I the way you see it, I saw it. I saw wow. everything. That's so cool. And, and I'm like, I can do this. So I, I called up my dad, who's always been a big supporter in my life. And I'm like, I got to meet you at this place. Cause I got to, I got to explain something that came to me. And I think this is something I can do. I explained it to him. And even he was like, you just by yourself. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, that's going to be tough. He goes, I don't, he couldn't, he couldn't visualize. I even drew it on a napkin. I was like, this <laughs> is how I see this it. This is the visual. Yeah, it's true. I think he still has the napkin. I was just going to ask yeah, you that. I think he has frame it. that. I think he has it. That'd be a collection idea. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I mean, I drew it. it it's a, it was, it looks exactly like. Make copies, sell them at shows. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. Make shirts. I see. There you go. Listen, uh, you get a I'm cut a graphic now. designer. Yeah, now you get a cut. I have a vision. So, so yeah, so I, I did that. I, I, we, 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 we went to this like restaurant outside of a movie theater. I explained it to him, and he's like, "All right, if you're gonna do it, do it." So I basically quit all the bands I was playing in because I knew. If I'm gonna do this, I, I have to give it 100. percent I was playing like three or four bands, like two. Oh, oh my so, god! Actually, Pete yeah. told us he saw you in a band. Yeah, yeah, there was a band. Three or four bands at once. Yeah, I was playing. Holy I was crap. I was like, touring. <laughs> like when, when I wasn't touring with one, I was playing with another. Another one was just a local band, and just just gotta just yeah, do whatever yeah. I can to survive. And uh, so I did that. So so then I I'm gonna quit everything, and I'm just gonna focus earnestly on this craft, and I'm gonna create this out of nothing. And again, I'd never programmed a light. I'd never ran a video. I'd never done anything. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. But how many people do you have out there that like have these ideas and they're like, oh, I can't do that because I'm not a master at this. But like you <laughs> were, was like, I'm going to figure this out. But I feel like that's the best people though. They're just like, I have this vision. No one else has it, but I'm going to do it even if I'm not a master at it. But then they end up being like the best people. I think that was the the motivation was because I was like, I've never seen this. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, if I've never seen it, it's something original. And that's the name of the game. Create something that people haven't seen. Yes. You, you can be... You can be whatever, but if you're the guy who created something, that's special. So I'm like, I think I'm going to do this. So I, I, I focused on it. I literally like locked myself in my garage for like four months, did it all, and finally started testing it out. It was tough at first. Again, I, I couldn't even get the lights done. I couldn't get anything done. I, I, and then I, I do, do the whole sound guy thing. Mike comes out to the show, and Mike was the first guy. He watched. He was there at that very first show, and I was like, look, all you have to do – at this point, I'm so beaten down. Like, look, all you have to do – Run the sound. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out all these lights and all this stuff. And again, I didn't even have the lights and stuff. I didn't have anything else. We were just running like a couple of these lights that they had there. I'm like, I'll figure it out. But I'm like, I need to be running the music because I'm doing all these remixes live. And he, he ran sound. And at the end of the show, he comes up to me and he goes, I get it. I get oh. it. I get it. And he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I want to be in oh. right now. He goes, he goes, but you need, he goes, you need lights. You need everything. And I go, at this point, I've got, $80,000 in lights and videos in my garage that nobody's seen. He hasn't even seen it. Like, so so I go, he goes, he, he goes, he goes, I got some lights in my house at work. I go, hold on, dude. I go, <laughs> I, I got it all. He goes, what do you mean you have it all? I go, I got, I got it all. I just haven't, it's taking me too long to set up and it's crazy. And he goes, all right, 
where's it at? I'm like, it's at my house. He goes, tomorrow we're gonna, I'm gonna go over to your house. We're gonna work on it. We're gonna, we're gonna build it. Show me how you do it. Do all this. He gets over and like literally within minutes, he goes, all right, give me a ladder. Give me a this. He starts getting up. He starts, wow. he's making snakes to like create the Legos. If I do this, we can put it together much quicker. We can do this. It'll be so much easier. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, just here, here's, I'll hand you whatever you need. Just, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you because nobody at this point had ever helped me. So we created the light thing. We created the lights. And then we had the video screen, but again, I was so far behind. Like, we're just going to get the lights up first. Yeah. We ended up doing one more test show with just lights and mu- and music, no video. And But at that point, I knew we had something better. I'm like, okay, we need to – I'm going to – we're going to put the screen up. We're going to create this whole – I want to create a whole show, but I really want it to be bigger. And at this point, Mike is now, I can tell, he's starting to put ideas in. He's like, you know what? What if, like, you had, like, smoke that shot out, like, this way? And I was like – <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like to hear. I'm yeah. like, that's what I think too. I, that's great. But I go, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do that. But I will now. I will figure that out. I, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get. To, we need smoke cannons. We need lasers. We need all of. We need whatever. We need confetti. We need all this. So we we eventually built the show, and it was just him and I for the first couple months. Just him and I. We would get to every show, build everything. But then the issue became. It takes like it would take us like four, sometimes five at this point. This is early on. Five hours to set up wow. the show. Five hours to set it all up. And I mean, it still takes two and a half, three. Right. That's yeah. awesome. But, You've like cut it. Yeah, down it's crazy. We, we we split it in half. But I would get done, and my my hands are greasy and cut. I'm sweating. You're I'm like, like now I gotta perform. Now I gotta perform. And also, people have just been watching me build all this stuff. And I'm like, this is again. I've always thought about everything being so much bigger. I, I like whenever you go see. Bruce Springsteen, he's not up on the stage when you walk right. in. Yeah. There, it, there's a moment that that the artist shares with his audience when they first walk out on stage. And it's a very special moment. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, I'm ruining my moment, not only for me, but for them. So I'm like, I, I told Mike, I go, we need, we need more people, I think. And I go, luckily, we're, we finally booked a gig. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's make it happen. So I go, I, I think I need somebody to help me set up the drums. We just need another person. We just need another, another stagehand. I go, do you know anybody? Because I go, as a, at this point now, he's he's my go-to guy. I, I trust everything he says at this point. And so he goes, I know a guy. I go, okay, cool. Is, is he is he a drummer? No, no. Oh, but he's like a drum tech or something? No. Is he? He's a sound guy. No, who is he? He's my brother. And I go, your brother? And he goes, yeah. I go, what is he? What does he, is he a musician? Does he play guitar? He goes, oh, no, he works at Hungry Howie's. He's, he works at a pizza place. <laughs> And I go, how is he going to help us? <laughs> like, what, what is he going to do? He goes, I'll teach him everything he needs to know from my end, yeah. and you're going to teach him everything he needs to know about drums. He goes, you're, you know everything about this. Just teach it to him. He goes, you guys can tell. I like to talk. You know, he goes, you'll do it. And I was like, well, if I like him, this, that'll help. i got to meet him first. Yeah. I meet him just as cool as Mike is, and I went, Okay. All right, this guy's good. I can make this. I can, I can work with him. And he was willing. He's like, I flip pizzas all day. This this is way more fun. I want to do yeah. this. Yeah. So I went, okay, let's do it. So I basically, like, for like a, a series of like a couple weeks in a row, he just would come over to my house, stay at my house. I just taught him everything I knew about the drums from the top up. So I'm like, if I get there, you'll know how to set it up. And it took a while. Then it got to the point where finally, after a couple more months now, we're starting to get a couple more gigs. I finally got there. And I'm like, all right. This is it. This is the show. You guys are going to go. I'm not going to help at all because I need to go get ready. I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do for this show tonight. I'm going to want to perform in my head and get ready. And they're and I'm like I'm just going to let you guys do it. And 
And from that point on, it just got better and better where I didn't have to be there. Mm -hmm. But then, well, I guess the original question was, has how big has the team grown? So at that point, yeah. it's three of us, okay. right? Well, then uh, people are like, you should be selling T-shirts. I was like, yes. yeah, that's a great idea. Merch person. Exactly. Yeah. So I got to have a merch person. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, we're like, let's get a merch person. And and Vinny, uh, my, my, my drum tech, Mike's brother, uh, goes... Oh yeah, I got this 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 girl I've been dating. And she would be perfect. Awesome. Let's get her involved. <laughs> so we get we get her involved. Now we're up to four people. Is that who you have now? Who still does your merch? No, technically no. Okay. But, I wasn't but, sure because I remember it was a girl last time. Yeah, the, the, and, and I'll explain. So it's weird. So it's become this like family affair. So yeah. now it's like Mike, his brother, and his brother's girlfriend is my team. And so so then we have some people booking for us outside. A friend of mine named Derek, who's one of my agents. And then another guy who was helping book for a little bit there. He doesn't do it anymore. So I had like two people booking for me and four people on my team. So really, we're four including myself. So there was like six of us total, right? But then I started going – then it got to the point where the shows got kind of – people were getting up on the stage. Oh, God. We had some things getting stolen, things like that. I'm like, all right, we need security. So we had, I had to hire a security guy. So we had, we had this guy who did a little bit of security to us for a while, and then COVID happened. So now, oh, so now, right at the point we're just starting to take yeah. off, we're booking shows across the United States. We're finally going to get out of Florida. We're going to do all this, and COVID happens. Oh. So we didn't play a show for eight months. Pretty ugh, like we played like two random shows at people's houses. That they that was it. You so know. you live in Florida? Yeah. Where do yeah. you live? I live in Riverview. So it's like oh, East okay. Tampa. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I've but I've, I've lived in Florida for I moved here when I was eighteen. Uh, so that was two thousand seven, mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I lived in Ohio. I, I was born and raised in Ohio. And yeah, I moved down here and that's it. I've been here ever since. Now I, I, I call the Tampa Bay my home. Like yeah. I've lived yeah. here almost as long as I lived in Ohio. And yeah. I'm, that's how I, well, she's from here, but mm -hmm. I'm the, I'm from Toronto originally. Oh, okay. And you're on the other side of the lake. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I'm from Northeast Ohio. So you're literally yeah. on the other side yeah. of the lake. And I lived in Michigan. So <laughs> oh, what part that's of there? she went to college. Yeah. Um, uh, Kalamazoo. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. My mom still lives in Detroit. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. technically yeah. Clinton Township, just like yeah. 19 mile, that area. Yeah. So yeah, so were you a major uh, music major in school or no? Like how did the, where did the drumming come from? Uh, the Like you just did it on your own? Well, I, I, I grew up, I've always been a, a, like a performer. Like I, I grew up singing and dancing. Like I was in, I was in choir. I, I remember uh, it was fifth grade. You had to choose, it was weird in my school. You had to choose between like physical education and choir, and obviously all the boys chose physical education, and all the girls chose choir. The only boy. I, I, I was, I was <laughs> yeah. two, there was two of us. There was two of us, and I remember even my dad was like, "I don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I really don't get it." At, at that point, I was in choir. My dad didn't get it. <laughs> it, it, it. I loved it. I mean, I truly loved it. But then the way I spun it to my dad was, "Dad, and remember, I'm, I'm in fifth grade, so I'm like, what, eleven? Yeah, eleven years yeah. old, maybe twelve. And so I, I said to my dad, I said, "Dad." 50 girls, two guys. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like the win? And, he, and he's like, well, when you put it that way, yeah, that's kind, of, kind of a great choice. Sold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, so I started singing in choir, and then I basically, I was that kid in, like, in junior high, middle school, junior high, and high school who every music class that was physically available, I took. So like, I was in choir, I was in, I was in it was called concert choir, show choir, acapella choir, 
orchestra. Wow, you had a lot wow. of options. Mixed four, yeah, yeah, we had a, a pretty good I music program. I wish we had choir. That oh, yeah, it. we had multiple choirs. I don't even think my high school had choirs. I loved yeah, choir, but that, awesome. we had one option. Yeah, I, I had this, phenom- this phenomenal choir teacher who I wish I could like reconnect with someday because she was so phenomenal. Nancy Slife was her name. She was phenomenal. Aww. And... Uh, uh, and then I, I was an orchestra band, mixed band, mixed orchestra. Oh my God, you were in all of them. Every single one. I, I, I wanted to play everything I could possibly play. I wanted to do everything I could possibly do in terms of performance, even on the on the like on the weekends. You know, Got it. I'd be playing pet band. I'd be playing in this. I'd be you know because the drums came late. The drums didn't come until I was fourteen, fifteen years oh, wow. old. Yeah, it was it, that was a thing. I was just. It's probably. I mean, it's probably actually, a very expensive instrument. Like, <laughs> it, well, actually, you want to hear the story of how I got my first drum set? Yeah. This is I, I I can't get through the story without crying. It's like a oh, really no. special story. I'm a total crier. Like I, mean, I, I cry a lot. I cry like like listening to radio, like commercials. <laughs> like it's bad. But like this is this is I, I've never told anybody the story, but it's, it's a really great story. And it's um, I was driving home. <laughs> I, don't, I won't get through this. Okay, so <laughs> okay, okay, so I, uh, the way the way it worked is I I lived with my dad, but I went to school in a different city. So it was like a 35, 40 minute drive from school back to his house. And uh, he would pick me up after he got off work. He got off work at like, he was a first shift. So he like got off at like 3 p.m. About the time I get off school, get, pick me up and we go back. And we were driving home one day. And again, I'm, I'm, in, I'm 14. So I think I'm in, I think it's freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm freshman year of high school. And we're driving home. And at this point, I had been going over to my friend's house whose dad had a drum set and he would – I'd always be like calling up like, hey, you want to hang out? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, is your dad home? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, we got to hang out because his dad wouldn't let me play the drum set if he was there. But if his dad wasn't there, I could uh, play the drum set. Yeah. Yeah. So then after a while, my, my friend's like, you're, you're just coming over to hang out to play the drum. But he was like playing bass and stuff. He ended up actually playing bass in my first band like in high school ever, which was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But – um. I was like, yeah, Dad, these are really fun to me. Like, this is something. And I just sat, and this sounds so cheesy, but, like, I just sat down and knew what to do. I I, I never played drums. I had a, a practice pad, and I called it I called it my DAC, D-A-C, my drums, a.k.a. chair. It was just a chair. I just, it was all it was. It was a chair. And I just, I, I had, I had uh, somebody give me some hand-me-down drumsticks, and I just played on this chair for, like, a year and then went to this guy's house all the time. So finally, that's crazy. You felt like you just knew. I just I, I knew how to move my. I would listen to music and go. I get this. Does this. This does this. That's I so just, crazy. I could see it. I watch videos all the time. This is when like Napster and Kazaa yeah. were big. Yes. So I would like download yes. videos of my favorite bands and just watch and go. All right, was well, hand hits this then, and I'd sit on the chair. I the chair would be next to the computer. My big. Dell, you know, Windows yeah. Gateway <laughs> computer, you know, these things that, that was like on dial-up. Yeah. It took you like four days to download a four-minute video. Yes. And I'd, I'd sit there and I'd just watch every video and go, all right, that's what I have to do to do that. Okay, that that thing would be here. All right, I'll just do that. And I'll and that's just how I, I played on this chair. So finally one day I built up the, the courage and I told my dad, I said, uh, so I said, I think I want to play drums. We're driving home. We were driving from Twinsburg down back down to Akron, Cuyahoga Falls area, and my dad is just such an awesome person. He, like, if I if I told my dad, if I want to be a ninja, <laughs> his next his reaction would be, where do we get ninja outfits? Like, Aww, he, like, he, like, he, like, because awesome. he knows that I don't 
bullshit with like what I love. Yeah. I'm very passionate. And I've never done anything really too crazy. And I played like a little bit of sports as a kid and things like that. But the things he could tell I I dove into, I needed to do. I didn't and I didn't have a lot of fads. I'm like, this is it. Like I I've always been a music person. So he goes, all right. That's great that he knew that too. Like you weren't just like yeah. a well, bad person. Wow. So we're driving and I go, I want to play, I think I want to play drums. And he goes, all right. And like literally that second, I remember we were, we were driving down 91. He just turned, went down uh, 59 in Kent, Ohio, took me to this place called Akron Music and walked in and goes, do, do they have drum sets here? And the, the guy goes, yeah, they're right here. And he bought this drum set that was the cheapest possible drum set you could buy. But it was like it was their only drum set at the store. It was a very oh, very funny. small drum, well, very very small store. You know, they really sold like secondhand guitars and stuff. They just had this one. Oh, here's drum set. Yeah. You <laughs> buy drum set. And, like, yeah. well, and it's funny at the time I thought that's it. You buy drum set. You know, it turns out it's a lot more stuff. Yeah, right. But so we bought that. It was like, it was like two hundred and fifty dollars. I remember that. It was cheap. That's it, like good. it's crazy. It was so cheap. And I remember I played, we, we, I set it up in, in my dad's out, outside garage and I played it for 37 days straight. I never wow. stopped playing every day. And at the, at the, at, finally on day 38, I came to my dad and said, I want you to come out here in the garage. I want you to look at this. And he goes, you've been out here every day playing. He goes, I see that. I go, but I want you to see, look, look, look at the drum set. There is more duct tape than there is drum set now. Oh, I, yeah. I have you played them. Out. I, I did, and they weren't even. They tr- you got you could, you could just, worth. You could bend the cymbals by hand, oh. like you could just push the. the you could put oh, your hands God. right through the drum. It was bad. They were bad quality from the start. I said, "Look, I love this, and I really want to continue doing this, but I can't do it on this anymore." And again, without missing a beat, he goes, "Let's go. Let's get in the car." And he get, we get in the car, and he, it turns out he had been doing research. He found out where Aww. another music store was around the area, a place called Amax Music, because he had been driving by there um, um, whenever he would be going actually to pick me up uh, from these different places. And he saw that in the window was this yellow and black drum set. They called it a taxi cab drum set because yellow with black yellow accents. Black. Yeah. And he was like, I want to get that. For, I'm going to get that for TL. Like he had it, like he was his little surprise. So we pull up. And it's it's in the it's like the doggy in the window. It's it's literally <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a yellow and black drum set. Sorry if the story is kind of winded, but it's, no, I love no, it. It's, we love it. We 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 go inside, and it turns out, and he didn't know this. The store is owned by a father and son. Oh. Uh, remember, at the time, I'm probably fourteen, maybe fifteen, mm-hmm. and the the this son is probably in his late thirties, and the dad's probably in the sixties, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we walk in, start talking to them. I swear to you, as soon as we walk in. It was like a movie. The guy, the son, uh, his name was Al. They're both named. They're both named Al. A Max Music was the name of the place, but their names were Al. That's why they called it that. <laughs> and he's pulling out this silver sparkle drum set, and it had black hardware. And I, I, I like locked on to when I went. Oh man! Like I just, I again, I saw it. I saw yeah. it. I saw me behind it. I saw everything. I went. Dad, look at that. But my dad's like, what about the, the yellow one? And I'm like, oh, yellow one's great, but look at that one. And I, <laughs> I felt a little bad later after I heard the story how he was so set on the yellow one, but he even saw the silver one was really nice. And it was, and, it, and so we start talking to these guys. Turns out they're really cool people. Great, you know, father and son. They're really awesome. And they, uh, we start talking about music and how I have this drum set that's at home that's falling apart and I want to get and they go look we can we can get you every they had a, a decent little setup nothing too crazy it wasn't like a big Sam Ash or a guitar center still a mom and pop store and they go this is it and and I go that's the one I want though but then my dad goes well how much is the yellow one he goes it, it was like 550 or something mm-hmm. and he goes he goes this, how much is this one he goes this one's 
Eleven ninety nine. Oh. No, I remember that number. Eleven ninety nine. Double. Double what my dad was expecting to pay. But then, and again, I, I'm, I'm new to all this. Still, turns out that doesn't include all the hardware, all the stands, and the symbols. Those oh. are all separate. Oh, no. All separate. So I'm like, Dad, I didn't know that. I thought we remember we just bought drum set. Comes with everything you need. He goes, No. Yes. He goes, Those are like the really kitty beginner ones. Once you get up into like regular drum sets. Everything is separate. Oh shit! I mean, you think about it. Like, you, when you buy a guitar, you buy a guitar. Right. You need the amp. You need the cable. Well, yeah. Strumming is the worst. It it requires Everything. so much. So at that point, we're like, all right. Well, what all do we? My my, my dad was pretty cool. He goes, what all does he need right now? He goes, because he ain't got. He goes, pretend like he has nothing. Right. Like, like all right, get it all set up. Get it all. Let's do it all. And then they can't. And like, all right, what's it gonna come out to? And my dad, my dad works at. Uh, at the time, works at Chrysler Stamping Plant in Ohio. You know, he was he was working two jobs. He was working uh, at Chrysler during the day and driving tow truck at night just to make ends meet. Wow. And like, so he was literally like, he would drop, he would get off of work, go pick up the tow truck, drive all night, drop the tow truck back off, and go back to work. Like wow. that's nonsense. And I would be in the tow truck with him sometimes because he couldn't leave me alone. So I would just be in the tow truck with him, like. To help, I would be his like navigator. I'd be like, that's how I got really good at reading maps and stuff. I would like read maps <laughs> and stuff. So anyway, sorry, it's kind of sidetracked there. But uh, so anyways, they go, how much is this all gonna cost? And they go, it's gonna be like eighteen hundred some dollars. It was like wow. eighteen ninety. Remember, he's like in six. From, yeah, he's yeah. thinking six. Now it's triple. And I remember like looking. I'm like, all right, this ain't gonna happen. This ain't gonna. We don't have that money. That's mm-hmm. three months of rent for us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like that ain't gonna happen. And my dad, bless his heart, <laughs> he literally like I see him. <laughs> I see, yeah. I see him pondering in his head. He goes, okay, hold on. He goes out to the car, because we had already stopped back at the house at this point. He, you, you know, you have, like, you grab the mail, and, you know, you get those, like, you're pre-approved for a yes. credit card. He goes out, calls two credit cards, because one would only give him, like, $600, Stop. and one would give I him, like, 1000 Yeah, you make me cry. He literally had to max out two cards that he yeah. had to get approved for at that moment, and then had to, like, oh give God. them the number over to the guy, and then took out, like, his only money he had on him just to buy a drum set. Oh <laughs> I'm like, at the time, I was really happy, but now I look back, and I'm just like, oh, gosh. How is it? How did, how did we do this? How did I make this happen? Oh. And... And so we got home, and basically I played that drum set until I eventually finally got my first real endorsement and got my first big drum set, and I, I, I played that drum until I got my first Did you D- end up getting DW the yellow kit. one? The leg? No, I, I no. mean, it's crazy. I, it was a Silver Sparkle, that one, and then the the one that I eventually got later in life, which I still play to this day, is yeah. my Gold Sparkle one. That's why I play the Gold Sparkle drum set, because it's kind of like my, I went from silver to goal like I, I right. finally stepped up but I like that's that amazing. look that's my look but honestly the, the, what you asked is how it all started and that's how that's really how it started it was it was my dad so where is this angel of a father card. now <laughs> he, he, where he, is this angel of a man he, now he, be- he believed in me enough to, that nothing else mattered he knew that if he did that something good would come out of it and and, and you know what his his theory was his theory was because I was playing in bands and we would always practice at his house. He's a single dad, so he, he, we play at, in, in the basement all the time. And we would be playing at one, two, three o'clock in the morning, full blast in the basement in Ohio. <laughs> and he never ever gave a shit about it, wow. ever. And you know why? It's because he goes, "I know if you're there in that basement, I know exactly where you are. Yeah, you're not out getting. You're, into yeah, you're not going. You're, you're, he's like that could have been some of your years that you were doing whatever. Especially but I know with exactly him with two jobs." Yeah, exactly. But I was such a geek that I'm like, I don't want to go out. Yeah. I'm not going to go to a party. 
I want to be at home. If I'm going to a party, it's to play. Yeah. It, it's to play for the people. Like, that's all I wanted to do. So, and he actually, so uh, when I moved to Florida in 2007, I literally just, he, he moved to Florida from Pennsylvania when he was like 16 to live with his father. So when I was 17, almost 18, I, uh, or, no, I was just 18, yeah, went, Dad, I, I realized at that point I was playing these bands up in Ohio when I was, I just got out of high school and I went, I, I want to go to Florida. And I, it was this crazy idea and he's like, okay, you, you got to do what you got to do, do it. So I just put the drums in a suitcase into the back of my Dodge Dakota Wow. <laughs> and just drove to Florida. And and is he still in Ohio? So we, I lived down here for a little less than a year, and he calls me up one day. And it turns out he worked at Chrysler Stamping, and he goes, guess what? Like next month I get my 30-year chip. Um, he's been working, he, he hired into Chrysler when he was 18, wow. and, he, and he was about to be 48. So he, he worked there for 30 years straight. Wow. He goes, and he goes, I can, I can retire. And I was just like, do it. Yeah. Do it. I go, he goes, why? I go, because I think you need to be down here with me. I think you need it. I, I, you're like you're my buddy. I miss you. I don't. I, I got nothing. I got no backup. I got nothing else. And he goes, okay, did it. <laughs> Retired. Wow. Well, by the way, this is 2008. Oh, the housing market crashed. Market. Housing market crashed. So he couldn't sell his. He just went down. He lived in like his buddy's extra bedroom for like a couple of months and uh, took him like three or four years to sell his house. It was crazy. Not oh that the house God. was very nice. But that was the point. He knew he wanted to be closer to me, and I wanted him to be closer. And, yeah. uh, and that's it. Yeah, he lives in Northport, Florida now. Aw. Yeah, he lives about that's awesome. you know, 75, 80 yeah. miles south of here. And, uh, yeah, he's been here He's been here ever since, and he's still, he still comes out to a lot of my shows. That's what I was going to ask you next. Yes. Does he come out to the shows? Absolutely. Of course he does. Absolutely. He, he comes out whenever he, whenever he can. Uh, whenever, when, uh, more, more uh, Definitely the area down there in South Florida, like Punta Gorda, Inglewood, Venice. Yeah. He comes out to those shows. It's a little tough for him to, you know, my, my dad, he's used to getting up at 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. going to the same job for 30 years. So, like, he goes to bed at, like, 7.30. So, yeah, a show yeah. for him so late. Yeah, it's ridiculously late. Like, for example, I had a show, out, like, last Saturday in Venice, and he, he comes out and he goes... Like he, he he meets me backstage. He brings me he brings me a shot every single time. We do a little Aww. we do we do a shot together. Aww. And he always lets me know. He goes, I can't, I won't be able to make it all night, but just know that I'm out there and and, I, and I'll see him. And if, if I if I can catch him, if I can keep him there long enough, I'll play a I'll play a song for him. I know the songs that he likes that I get to yeah. play for him. So and that's it. So that's the story of how I started. Oh my god, that was such that's an awesome amazing. Story. <laughs> it was such a heartwarming <laughs> story. How nice was that? It's cool so sweet. Oh Sorry, I know I talk a lot, but it's no, no I love I, it. I love it. Yes. You love it. So do you see, like, I feel like your show has grown from the first time I've seen it. Do you have, like, a vision in mind of where you want it to go? Like, as far as maybe venues, playing different venues, Mm -hmm. or um, where you want to be traveling, like, around the country or anything? Or are you just kind of taking it as it comes? Um, Again, COVID definitely put a big speed bump in, in the road that is the show. Uh, because we were planning to go definitely bigger and, and a lot faster yeah. than we were doing. We couldn't, we couldn't play a show for almost a year. And, but now that things are finally starting to look up, and luckily living in Florida, which is – it opened it's up way sooner way than, sooner ever, than yeah, everybody oh, yeah. else. Yeah, like, like, I love our state. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, it was crazy. We got so lucky. We, we, I remember we there did. were times when Mike was booking shows. He's like, if we lived in any other state, we're, we're still – yeah. Shut down. We're done. Unemployed. Yep. Nothing. Yeah. And so we luckily got to do that quickly. And so now the goal is really 
expand the show, make it bigger in terms of production. Which is you just, said you wanted to go nationally, right? Yeah, I, we wanted to start to travel. Like, I would love to get out to like Las Vegas and play some shows. That's what I said on my Instagram. Yeah, it, I said me, you guys I, should be in Vegas. Yeah, it's you it, should be playing massive nightclubs in Vegas. You no, would crush it. it, it Sorry. You know what? I'm you, excited about you're, you. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but it's the battle on day one is the battle today. The people in Las Vegas do not know me. Right. And on paper, one guy yeah. on a drum set, yeah. no, ain't going to work. They have to come out and see it. They have like, to see it. And that's, and that's, that's why I thank you so much for spreading the word of what I do. Because without people like you helping to tell people... Mm-hmm. What I do, they, they just nobody stumbles in and and, and sees and this stuff. And she tells you well. Like I was so Thank excited. You. I do. <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's the thing. It, it that's what it takes. And, that, and luckily, I started realizing we we realized earlier. We're like, we tried we tried doing like big promotional videos. We did like multiple videos that were multiple cameras and it filmed the show. It gave an, an idea. Mm. And every time we sent out the video to, to some promoter or some it's club, still different than like live. Not only did it not capture what I wanted, but we realized that they would come back with more. They're more confused now. They're like, yeah. they're like, I don't, I don't. So is did they only film that one guy? No, it is that one guy. Well, then where's the music coming from? Well, he's creating music. He's not playing anything but. Oh, here we go. We yeah. realized we're like, oh god, nobody's <laughs> ever got with more questions. It, it, than... We just we, we made it worse. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, we started going. You have to see it. If it takes us flying you across the country to see it to believe it, that's what it takes, and that's like the risk it took to creating the show, and yeah. that was the risk it took to get us into the first club. It's the same risk today to get us across the country. So to get Miami, we can. Miami would be a great start for a big show like that. Yeah, we tried. I, we did a show actually. It was like our second to last show before COVID. We played in Miami for the first mm-hmm. time. Oh. It was like February. Yeah, it I was, think Miami's got clubs that are big enough. Yeah. That if if. Uh, that would be a good gateway into somewhere bigger like Vegas. Yeah, it's it's even tough finding the. I don't know anything about your business, but oh, I know about nightclubs. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, but you know, it's it's even tougher that way too because like I see myself in like eventually in like the venues I see that are like prime are the House of Blues style venues. You know, the venues that are yeah. like two thousand people. Yeah. Those are the bands that I go and see that I go. This is the place I want to be. You know, I love this. Amount of people, these it's still intimate, but it's enough where I can start to get kind of big. You know, like the House of Blues out in yes, Orlando, yeah, like that yeah. style venue. That's where I want to eventually be. That's where that's my goal is to get there. That would be like a or dream even, come I was true. Just so that's thinking, your goal. Okay. Yeah, like, but I love Janice Live. Like, do you ever perform there? I I know that's smaller than two thousand. Yeah, people, the, like, actually, that was. Remember, I said the second to last show was Miami. The last yeah. show was I played in. I have a picture of it. I'll show it to you later. I love Janice um, Live. <laughs> I played there, and it was my first time ever playing Janice. It was the last show before COVID, and we barely got it in. And that was the first show I had ever sold out a show. Because oh. remember, I still want to make it free. So right. I, was, I, I was like, how about this? We'll tailor it with a, an event that's doing something, and we can put it on for free because it'll go for the event. And we sold out. We like wow. we, we packed Janice. It was my first time ever playing there, and I packed it. And that was like, I was, uh, I remember before that show, I was like so nervous because I was a wreck. I'm like, nobody's going to come out to the show. And then I walked out on stage and I didn't look at the stage at all until the moment I walked out and I was just like, not going to be able to get to the first song. Tears are going to just, I'm going to be crying the whole first song. It was really great. It was awesome. Are you performing there again? Because I would love, oh my God, a bigger venue. I think actually that event we did we were supposed to do again the next year, but it got canceled. But now they've, they've been trying to reschedule it since like May of 2020, and they, I think Jesus. they were, they were, they've been trying to do it a bunch, but it's tough. But, but then again, so talking about clubs, finding clubs is tough because I'm just a pain in the ass. Okay. Because they go, okay, club, we got a DJ booth. 
We, oh, yeah. need a, we need a stage, kind of a big one, actually. We need kind of a big stage. Yeah. Oh, we don't have a stage. We have a DJ booth. Oh, well, then this doesn't work. We, you're, you're the appropriate venue size, but you don't have a stage. Got it. Then we go to a place. All right, we have the appropriate stage. Well, you got to sell tickets, and who the hell are you? Right. Oh, shit. Now it's a concert. So so basically, I, I don't fit anywhere. I, 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 I'm, I'm not small enough to be a DJ in terms of size, like physical size. Yeah. And I can't go to a place that's a concert venue because I want to make it open to people. Sure. I mean, so basically I have to look for live music bars that are huge. The ring like Floridian? Yeah. The, the Floridian. Have you been to, have you played, you haven't played the I haven't Floridian played there yet. yet. No, I haven't played there yet. I'm trying to just, uh, they, 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 we've talked, we've, we've figured out some stuff, but I'm already playing a lot of places in St. Pete. Oh, like Three Daughters? Like that's. Yeah, I try yeah. not to play too many places yeah. in a given area yeah. because I want to I create... saw you up at Three Daughters during COVID. Yeah. And we were supposed to have six feet of separation. Oh, and we were all no, mashing no, in there. Was, that was There's like a, no separation. That was the first show that I went, well, COVID doesn't exist now. Yes. It doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it, look, that was, a, that was a bad choice of words. It exists. I know what you mean. But at that moment, I'm going, these yeah. people are shoulder to care. shoulder. But luckily, I was like, oh, I'm going to stay six feet away. I'm going to be right up here on the stage. <laughs> yeah, the stage. I didn't even get near the front of the stage. I'm like, I'm doing everything I can do to make sure the protocols work. That, that, Actually, so. you know, at that uh, Three Daughters show, I met this nice man. I, I wish I could. That, I wish story. I could remember his name, but he's got like a 16-year-old son in a wheelchair. Yes, Riley. Riley, yes. that's it. Yes. I met Riley there. Yeah, and um, that name's Billy. Or, that's yeah. it. Yep. yep. And uh, it, they were just the nicest two people. And I hung out up at the front of the stage mm-hmm. with my friends. And yeah, them. they were right up to my left. Yes, exactly. I was right there with yeah, them. They, you're right, my left. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Billy went to go get drinks or do something. Yep. Asked me if I would stay with Riley and mm-hmm. just make sure he doesn't try mm-hmm. to get up and walk around. And I was like. Yeah, I'll stay hang out here with him. So is that, is that when I called him up? Him. <laughs> that moment when he walked away? Well, no, I don't remember. But I remember you were playing and you um, you quickly got out of the drum, uh, away from the drum set and went to the front of the stage and threw it, t- tossed a, dump, a drumstick to Riley. Mm-hmm. And it had fallen on the ground. And this, like, some bitch, 40 year old woman <laughs> runs up. And snatches it out right from the front of his wheelchair. Oh, I turned <laughs> and I start making a beeline for her. And Billy sees me and he goes, no, 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 no. Don't say anything. He goes, things like this happen all the time. Yeah, they're, I'm like, they're really great no. people. They, <laughs> they, so in my old band before TL Gentians, I, uh, in my, my old band, we played at Three Daughters every single Saturday afternoon wow. for like three years straight. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It was our day gig. It was nice because they they were they liked us and they liked what we did. So they're like, we'll give you a regular gig every Saturday, not the night gig that everybody wants, but you can at least play during the day. So we would play like one to five, but that means we could still go out and play a show Saturday night. Right. Yeah. Much smaller band, not a huge production. Like we're talking acoustic yeah. guitar. I was playing like one drum, like a snare drum and a kick drum. Like that was there too technically. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and so it was, it was our regular gig there for a long time. And that's how uh, Riley and his family got to know us because they would just they just walked in one day randomly to check out Three Daughters while we were playing, liked the show. Riley kind of grew attached to me. Yeah. And Aww. I'm like, come on out. So they started coming out like every Saturday. They came out like every Saturday. Yeah. They maybe missed like three in, in, over the course of three years. And so whenever I stopped playing in that band and then I started this project, I was like, Okay, well, I'm going to be going back to Three Daughters, and luckily it, at that point I had generated some buzz. Things were getting bigger, 
and I I got in touch with 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 Billy and and and, and I said, hey, uh, I'm gonna be back at Three Daughters. I would love to have you guys there because you guys have always been there at those shows, and I think that would be cool. To, I want you guys to see because at this point they hadn't seen what I've been doing, you know. And then they came out and they're like, this is crazy different than what it was. But here's the thing: what the the the, the kind of crazy thing was is the way Nash. So probably after like the first almost year of playing there with my old band, one day I saw Riley sitting in his chair mm -hmm. and he was moving with me. Like he was trying to mimic me. Yeah. And I went, okay, I got to see this. He's, I can tell he wants to play. Yeah. So I said, so I looked over at my guitarist and I went, I'm going to get him up on stage and I, I, I want him to, I want him to, to play. I, I don't care what he does. He's I, I, something happy. He's got to do something. It looks great. He's, I can tell he's on to something. I'm watching him. And uh, so it's tough. I had to go get him, and Billy and I, you know, we took took him each. We got him up there on the stage, and he played this little miniature like drum solo, and it was awesome. Wow. And he and he did it pretty well. It was pretty cool. And, he, and you can tell he was even picking up on. And, and and his his family will attest to this. Like he picks up on how like I push the crowd like big and bring it back, bring it back. Yeah. And he does that. He does it even better. Than I, he does it better than I do it. <laughs> I swear to you, he's amazing with it. And he he and, and so then it became this reoccurring thing. Riley ends the show with a drum solo. That's it. So for like two years straight, Riley got to play every Saturday and do a drum oh solo. God, and it became like this amazing part of the show that I was just like, and every time I, I wouldn't, I would kind of stand next to him, you know, just because his dad would kind of hold, because he can't sit up the, uh, you know, like completely. And he, usually it's actually better if he stands. And I would just kind of stand by and I just, just let's go, let's go. I, I, I love it. I'm so excited for it. And that was like my, that was the joy I got out of that gig was being able to share that with Riley because. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> I know. He's a sweet kid. So and he's, he's, he's amazing. And I was like, you know, yeah, life dealt him a shitty hand. And if it's, if this is the thing I can give to him, he's going to get it every time. So when that show came, that was his first time seeing the show. Yep. I looked at him and said, it's happening. And remember, this is by far the biggest. The National Act at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, we're, when we're playing our old stuff, we're playing for you know, a decent a handful of people, but not a ton of people. So, like, literally, actually, if you go onto his Facebook, his dad's Facebook, his, like, profile picture is that picture of Riley on stage in front of a sold-out crowd at Three Daughters and... And like I was like, this is going to happen tonight. And his dad was like, no, this is this is big, this is big. But I, I can see Riley. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm Let's I'm go. I'm gonna do it. So I'm like I'm like at that point I'm like he's getting up here. This is happening tonight. So even though that uh, that ritual ended with the old band, I still knew that I wanted to continue it. Maybe maybe I get some satisfaction satisfaction out of it. But I hope that he gets more than I do because. Right, he actually, he, there's no way he does because I enjoy it way too much. I really <laughs> do enjoy it. I love watching that kid play, and oh. it's it, it's it's a special thing for me. And so. does it still come to like a lot of your shows? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They, they they the problem is is the late night gigs aren't too good for him because Riley. Right. Yeah. But um, it, it but yeah, the ones they can get to, they get out whenever That's they can. So. Yeah. They're really nice. They're super nice family. Super nice. I'm his dad's Facebook friend. Yeah. I was like, oh, I need to keep up with you, yeah. Yeah. but I can't remember. I couldn't remember what like on. Um, I have so many Facebook friends at this point. Look at you, Miss Popular. She really is, though, like 100%. No, but I'm so glad you're able to come out today. This is amazing. Yeah. You thought you topped the last story. Like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I didn't top it, but it, it, those, you know what? 
if if the if the thing that I can offer in life, whether it be through my performance, through drumming, or just something I can do, some act of kindness, just to kind of keep things moving, I I know it's going to come back to me. I know it is, and that's and it's 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 the things that my dad taught me. These yeah. things are going to come back, and and they're going to they're you're, they're going to happen as long as you continue and you put that positivity into the world. So. If that's a little thing I can do, that's great. And if, if it's a great story, that helps too. That, that, that definitely helps in, in that that's case. Amazing. But it's the thing that I can offer. Did Mike tell you about our connection to getting around to talking to you? No. Huh? This was the weirdest thing. Oh, yeah. So I was at this market, um, an art festival happening in St. Pete, like okay. what, a year ago? The, where that's, I bought those yeah. paintings. You bought the, yeah, it took you a while. And to there this was paintings. this young artist. He was maybe 20 years old. Um, he does these really big, pieces of art much bigger than that and um i saw them and i said to jonathan i'm like i really love those and jonathan's like well go buy one if you want one and i was like probably really expensive they're probably like three thousand dollars i'm not spending three thousand dollars on a piece of art we're all home goods shoppers here right 59.99 yeah go to michael's or kirkland's or something "Eh, that's my speed yeah and uh, so i walk over there i'm like well i really love this how much is it and he looks at me and he goes um, and he apologetically says, $250. I'm like, really? Yeah, you're like, I'll give me, take give me, it. Give me two. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, really? Did you really get two? That's awesome. <laughs> so I was like, but we walked there, right? Because it was just by Williams Park. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get them home. So he's like, well, I've got a pickup truck. It's how I got them here. He says, I'll just drive them to your house. He's going to deliver them to you as well. For <laughs> yeah. Free. yeah. Great. Like, I like this guy. Oh, no. I was like, you will? Like, he no, apologized to you for them. telling you, for giving you a price for his art that he put his heart and soul to, and he's going to deliver it. I know. Oh, sounds like a good guy to yeah. me. <laughs> this guy was awesome. I like this guy. So he shows up and he brings his girlfriend with him. She was also very nice. Mm-hmm. And so I happened to be having a party that night. Um, which is often. I do parties a lot. Cool. She's the hostess. And um, the <laughs> they come over. So right away, I hand them a welcome cocktail because mm-hmm. whenever I do my parties, I make a welcome cocktail for everyone. So I make them a welcome cocktail. They bring the art in. We get it up to the fourth floor. And um, he brings me smaller prints. And I was like, well, I know where these pieces are going to go. They're hanging. They're up the, we have a fourth floor up there. Mm-hmm. And there's two big walls, but there's a steep staircase underneath them. Got it. I was like, I don't know how we're getting that art up on that wall. <laughs> so my girlfriend, Sandra, comes over. And she's like, I've got the guy that can hang that. I said, you do? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'll give you his information. His name's Jeff Henry. Oh. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, let me have his info. <laughs> I've had his name for like a year now, right? Okay. I've never called him. So we want to have guests on our podcast. I'm like, guest number one, I know who I'm going to reach out to. So I go to your website. <laughs> really? Yeah. Number one. I'm like, this has got to be the first guest ever. Okay. So I, it took like me a little fourth. bit of courage. So, I'm so honest. I was afraid I was going to get shot down, but I'm like, well, I'll only be getting shot down on an email, so it won't be so bad. <laughs> so I email and Mike emails me back. He's like, absolutely, here's my contact info. Mm -hmm. So this was just a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. So my friend Sandra, have you ever hung that art yet? I said, no, but I'll I'll call your guy. So he comes to my house. I text him and he's like, okay, uh, we'll talk and we'll talk on the phone. Yeah. So Jeff's upstairs hanging my art. And I was like, well, I'll let you do your thing because I'm a chatterbox and I'll keep talking. And I knew he had to work, right? I, I get it. I <laughs> yeah. get it. Trust me. 
And I'm like, well, I'll go downstairs and let you do your thing. He's like, no, no, stay. I love it when people are chatting with me while I'm working. I was like, are you sure? So now I start with the questions, mm-hmm. right? Because I ask everybody everything. <laughs> I just need to know answers sometimes. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so is this a full-time thing? You just hang art for people? I said, what else do you do? And he's like, well, I also play, drum. Play drums, yeah. I was like, you drum? And in the meantime, I'd already reached out to Mike. Mike already said yes, okay. but we hadn't actually confirmed a time. Got it. And he says to me, he says, yeah, I drum. I said, oh, there's this drummer. <laughs> and I start like, I'm going to start <laughs> selling you again. Yep. And he says, oh, I know TL. I know him. And I'm like, <gasps> you know him? He says, yeah, I know him. He says, oh, I also know Mike. Mike, I'm like, Mike, this Mike? He's like, yeah, you know him? I'm like, what a small world. Wow. So actually, he calls me while Jeff is here is hanging, ha- is hanging stuff. stuff yes. up? That's so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, Mike, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe who's here right now. And I hold out the phone, and Jeff's like, hey, buddy, uh, it's Jeff. Wow. And they're and, like, what are you doing like, over there? What are you doing there? <laughs> it was just the wow. weirdest little circle of events drummers bring people together <laughs> hey. so That's i thought really cool. here i am thinking i'm gonna sell him on going to see this show and he's like he's, he's like he's like i've played with I that know guy. This guy yeah <laughs> he's, he said it on my show which i have done my, mike plays in a band and one time i showed it up at his show and he's like you gotta get up here and i went yeah i'm just gonna get drunk and then i got drunk enough to get up there and play, Played a song with his band, yeah. and luckily Jeff was gracious enough to let me sit in and play it. Super nice man. Yeah, really nice. So man. he was telling me, he's like, hey, we're going to be playing on the 22nd. He says, you should come see the show. I'm talking to him on the phone. He's like, is Mike wearing his, or not Mike, is Jeff wearing his wig? I'm like, a wig? <laughs> Does he wear a wig? No. Oh, but Sam, like, I've never seen. I've never so, seen him wear a wig. No. Okay, say, he's he bald. Was, like. He was fucking with me. Right? Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> so <you're> so <laughs> That's a good one, actually. He was serious. So I'm looking like, at the. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> so, he's not worth it. No, there's no wig. So I'm looking at their um, ringside post a picture of their band, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for the guy with the wig. With the wig. <laughs> when I realized it was yesterday I realized he was fucking around yeah. with me I'm like that's good, he's man. not wearing a wig that's good for, wait for anybody who's listening Mike has been sitting in this room the entire time just in case he <laughs> has he's, he's been, good he's been so quiet <laughs> as he shakes his head he's like yep awesome groovy anyway Man, thank you so much for coming out. This, is so this awesome. was this has been the best. Thank yeah. you guys so much. You're welcome. I, I, I want to go to another show. I'm, I'm, I'm you not. what? I want to go to another show. Friday what? night, right? Friday. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at Ringside Friday. Friday night, Ringside. Mm-hmm. I'm there. And then uh, you know what? I'm oh, totally Friday. open Friday night. I can bring Mario this time. You should bring Mario. I've actually got friends coming in from out of town awesome. who I brought to three daughters to see your show, and Ringside wants to see your show, and I think we're gonna come again this Friday. There's going to be probably I'm eight or nine it. of us. I don't know. You, 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 since you've been to a couple of shows, I, I always give this it, – it's one of the few things in the show I repeat every time because I, it's, it means a lot. I try not to be that person who's, like, got a script, you know. Yeah. I, I want to make sure it's – it, Yeah. But, <laughs> but, like, I want to make sure I'm saying what I truly feel, but it's real. But there's one little thing that I say, and it's this little banter where I say – you know, hey, if, if you if you've seen if if you've seen the show before, make some noise. If you've never seen the show before, make some noise, and then it gets a little louder. I'll use, I mean, second cheer is always louder, but it's always <laughs> how it is. But then I go, wait, wait, who are the people 
who brought those people because I know you didn't it's come you. here. It's me. Exactly. And that's the one that really gets the loudest. And that's when I thank, that's my chance to thank them. And, and thank you so much for, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad you've seen the show as well. But like, it, it means a lot because again, it, this show has been built on people like you spreading the word and telling people, I know this sounds crazy. And and trust me, I, I used to go, I'm not even good at selling myself because I don't know how to describe it. What do I yeah. do? It's a guy on drums and I do this, and there's, but there's lights, and there's videos. It's Just hard see to it. explain. Yeah, exactly. But you once you see it, see it it's there. Yes. And, and luckily doing things like this helps because then people can go, all right, sounds like there's something here I'm missing. And I'm, actually it's starting to work out nicely because – it's like a, it's like a secret, you know, and people, yeah. people want to like, know. People come in with like low expectations exactly. and then you blow their fucking mind. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well said. Well said. I, I, I cannot top that. That was, that was great. I could have filled this room when I kept telling my girlfriends about this interview today, I could fill this room with everybody who said they wanted to be here. Oh. I'm like, yeah, no, we don't have that much space. And <laughs> who knows if you could have been quiet. We have, I mean, we have hats. We have plenty of hats for everybody. But. Actually, you know what? My I have a friend in Toronto who makes those hats. Oh, that's cool. She makes. She's a passion for hats. She's made every one of those by hand from scratch. They're so gorgeous. I feel bad for people who are listening. They can't see all these beautiful hats. They're beautiful. <laughs> they really yeah. good. She uh, weaves those. That one in the very end, she weaved. She wove that. I guess I that's say awesome. the leopard one. There, she. That's, made, my, that's my favorite one. That she made. That's actually made for, out of for um, people listening. There is a. Beautiful. I would call it a leopard print. Would you call it a, a it's flat a fedora? A, a flat fedora. fedora yeah. But it has a maroon band around yeah. it. It's beautiful. It's, it's really, beautiful. really cool hat. <laughs> yeah, I love my hats. She makes them and she's really talented. She's actually, she's really talented. She um, made a hat for, um, uh, she, she makes hats for the Prime Minister's wife, Prime Minister of Canada. Awesome. Yeah, Crazy. she's like, crushes it. Yeah, she made a hat. She had one hat too. She she's made really for, um, I don't know anything about the royal family. Uh, Kate. Kate, yeah. Yeah, she's she made a hat for her. Probably the future king. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Get yeah. them. Get them on the podcast. <laughs> actually, that'd be a really good. That'd one. be, be kind of really cool. Good. Yeah. Actually, whether it be the hats or yeah. or, the, or the royal family, whichever yeah. one you can get first. Oh, one last quick story, funny story. Okay. I was telling my girlfriend Dana, hi Dana, um, about the trolley that we have for my birthday. <laughs> She's like, Hey Tracy, how about we um, all wear uh, like white, so wherever we go, everybody will know that we're part of a party. I'm like. No, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> there's like 30 of us, right? She's trying to come up with these theme ideas. Okay. She says, well, why don't we find out where TL's playing and we'll take the um, <laughs> we'll take the trolley up there. I said, well, he's playing at Caliente. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> our uniform could be nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, 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 every, everybody's got it ready to go. At least yeah. you know that nobody had to purchase right. anything. Yeah. yeah. You, you got everything you need. She's like, never mind. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, anyway. we'll have to get them t-shirts can I hire you guys. for my birthday uh, how many was, people would I have to have honestly we, we have done shows this is no joke this is no exaggeration we have literally done shows in people's living rooms no we, this, this one this one pe- these people throw a they throw a thing called it's called Friendsgiving where it's like you, you yeah. get together with your friends for Thanksgiving yeah. Yeah. yeah and so they get together with their friends and there's only 20 of them Really? Like 20 oh, so people. Yes. Yeah, but, yes. But here's the but she's like, there's but, my minimum. <laughs> but the thing, no, the, the, it, it was crazy. But 
the show requires a, a ridiculous amount of space. That's the and, problem. And electricity and stuff. Yeah. They're, but they're such fanatics that they were like, we will literally. We'll buy it. No, they literally <laughs> cleared out all of their furniture in the wow. entire first level of their house. It's an open plan. Yeah. They cleared out everything. I'm talking every dresser, couch, tell. They cleared you the whole dedicated. thing. Dedicated. Put it all in their garage, and some of it didn't fit in the garage. Some of it was just on their front porch. Wow. Yeah, and and and, and that that had to take a lot of work because I because I saw all of it, and we've now done that twice. We have done that twice wow, at their house. That's they're, amazing. They're incredible. They're they're really crazy cool people. But that's I'd say that's the weirdest thing we've ever done. But we've, <laughs> we've done definitely parties for people, at, but usually they're like at venues, either a venue, they book a venue, a, or a small yeah. private venue, or if we do it at their house. They've got a setup that's oh, that works yeah, for it. We don't that's have like this one guy. Built, this one guy had like this pool. They built a stage over the pool. <gasps> yeah, it was pretty cool. But it was like it was, you, know, you ever seen like a what they call it an infinity pool? Yes. Where it looks like it just ends. Yeah. But they did that with the stage, so I was hovering oh, over the water. That's so. Was, cool. But they built. They, but yeah, like we have to have a big thing, a canopy, and all. Got they it. built it all, but it was crazy. They actually were doing a, a Christmas party for them this year. So the answer is talk to my people. <laughs> the answer they'll, they'll is yes, work. but we need the space. So I'm better yeah. off just bringing my party to a venue. Yeah. And honestly, I always tell people that's going to cost a lot less anyways, too. Let them pay for it. You get the party and, and you just talk to the ringside and say, hey, can I rent out this little spot up here? And they go, yeah, we'll look for nothing. Well, Someone. you know what? They're doing that for me for um, August 7th because I need a stop on the trolley. So Mitch is reserving the whole upstairs Much for us. Idea. Yes. It's so exciting. Yeah, but he's not there. Yeah. We're seeing another, it's another. We're going this Friday. <laughs> we are. Anyway. And we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen this Friday then. Okay. Awesome. Groovy. Thank you. Awesome. It was so amazing much. to meet you. Love it. Oh Love it so thank much. Thank you so much for this coming out. so awesome. Mike, you thank wanna... you for making this happen. You are awesome. Love Do you want to plug everything? Uh, yeah. Um, if, if you go, the best thing to find me on is my website, mm-hmm. com, and that's tough because it's. Like TL as in TLC, but no C. And then Gentgen, so J E N T G E N S. Gentgens. TLGentgens.com. Or Facebook, Instagram. I'm on all those. And, and we'll you can... plug you below too on the I appreciate description. That. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, so guys. Much. It's been awesome.